Welcome to the Balanced Business Owner Podcast. The world around us isn't slowing down anytime soon. If you want to avoid trying to keep up and burning yourself out, it's important to be intentional about setting your own pace. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tools to manage your schedule and mindset so you can reconnect with your business, your family, and yourself and feel good about your life. I'm your host, life and business coach, Andrea Scalisi. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. On the podcast today, I want to talk about a really specific topic. I want to talk to you about how to prepare your business to hire a virtual assistant. And the reason that I want to cover this topic is because if you are, you know, fully booked in your business, if you're almost fully booked, if you kind of have, you've reached your max capacity in terms of the time that you have to dedicate to your business, I highly recommend that the first thing you do is simplify your business. You want to take a look at all of the different categories of your business, your marketing, your sales, your product or service, your client delivery process, and your operations. You want to take a look at all of those categories and really simplify things down first because you may be able to continue operating your business by yourself if you do just that just that process, right? If you just simplify things, you may find that you can get rid of a lot of the things that you're doing, or make things easier in some way. But if you simplify your business and you make things easier and your processes are really good, and you still feel at your max capacity in terms of your time, you know, it may be time to look at hiring some help. And the first position that a lot of people hire, myself included, is a virtual assistant. That might be your very first team member. It might be your only team member that you end up hiring through the course of your business. Like we don't know. It depends on your goals and how simple your processes and your programs are to deliver. But let's just say that you simplified everything. You want to hire a virtual assistant to help you. What do you do? (laughs) Like, what is the next step? So for me and my business, um, just a couple of months ago, I hired my own virtual assistant. And I really think that the process I went through to prepare my business for her to come into it, and also to get her up and running from a training perspective, I think the process that we went through was really good really, really good. So I wanted to talk to you about it in the episode today in case you are in the place in your business where you are thinking about or starting to prepare your business to hire a virtual assistant. All right. So there's a couple things that you want to do before you hire anyone, before you interview anyone, before you even talk to anyone. Um, I already mentioned simplifying your business. So let's say like we already did that. You already decided to hire someone. We are beyond that. 
So the first thing that I recommend you do is to sit down and create a list of the things that you want a virtual assistant to do. So you want to create a list, a list of tasks. And when you are considering the things that you want them to do, you want to look at your business as a whole. So look at all of the individual like departments, quote unquote departments. I know it's like you probably as a solopreneur or whatever doing this, but consider the different departments, the different categories of your business and take a look at each one so that you can get a holistic view, a whole view of your business and the things that you would want a virtual assistant to do. So you want to look at your marketing. Is there anything that you are currently doing in your marketing or you want to do in your marketing that a virtual assistant could help with? Write those things down. Look at your sales process. Is there anything there that a virtual assistant can help you with? Write those things down. Take a look at your product or service. Is there anything in terms of your product or service or like the technology that is that you have your product or service in, like if you have an online course or something like that, that a virtual assistant can help you with? Is there anything with client delivery? Like, is your virtual assistant going to be contacting your clients or sending them contracts or payment links? How are they going to be involved, if at all, with your client delivery and like the process that your clients go through after they sign up to work with you? The last thing you want to look at, like the quote unquote department in your business is operations. So what in your operations, like customer service, technology, that sort of thing. What in your operations can a virtual assistant help you with? Make a list of all of those things and be as detailed as you possibly can with those things. What I recommend you do next is basically turn those, you know, that list of tasks into a checklist of some sort. So you want to write down like, These are the things that I would want them to do on a Monday or on a Tuesday, or if it's not a specific day of the week, like these are the weekly tasks I would want them to do. These are the, you don't know, monthly tasks I would want them to do. These are the quarterly tasks, the annual, you know, yearly tasks. Break them up into like a checklist That is really easy for somebody to come in and read and understand at least a basic idea of what you're looking for. From there, you're going to want to create training videos. Seriously, training videos are so helpful for anybody, especially when your virtual assistant is most likely working remotely and you don't want them to ask you every single question about how to do something and they don't want to ask you every single question about how to do something. So put it in a training video. Every single task, every single item on your checklist, create a training video for. Try to keep the videos, you know, 5 minutes max, 10 minutes at the most if it's a if it's a long thing. Or you might want to break it up into multiple videos if it's going to be longer than 10 minutes. But create those training videos 
save everything in a folder, you know, label it like the virtual assistant training folder or something like that, whether you have Google Drive or Dropbox or something else, put everything in there. The next thing that you want to do is to gather all of the logins and the passwords and things like that, that they're going to need to access whatever you want them to access. So if you have all of your files in Google Drive, is there any like login and password for that? Or how are you going to get them access to that? Do they need, you know, login and password for your, you know, technology? Like for me, I use Kajabi in my business. I would need to create, and I did create for my virtual assistant, a way for her to log in with her email and password to Kajabi. I gave her the specific access that she needs. She doesn't need like full, you know, you know, full control of my Kajabi, but there is like an assistant level control that I got for her. So in your business, what are all the logins and passwords that somebody would need to get those tasks done? Create a list. I want you to always have this list because later on, if anything happens where the virtual assistant is no longer working for you or you hire someone else, you want to have all these things in the same spot so that you know kind of how to offboard or onboard somebody else. So create that list. The next thing I want you to consider are your expectations for the virtual assistant your expectations for not only the quality of their work, but also like the timing. So you want to look at that checklist you made. If you broke things up, if you broke up all those tasks into like weekly tasks or monthly tasks, uh, yearly tasks, quarterly tasks, all of that, then you can look at these are my expectations. These are when I want things done. And you want to make sure that you are giving them ample time to get things done. You never want to hire a virtual assistant to help you like put out fires in your business. You know, you don't want to be like, here's this task. I need you to do it right now. Drop everything you're doing. This needs to be done today. That is not a good relationship to have with your virtual assistant, okay? That's more something that you might do with a real employee of your business, though I would never recommend you actually have that many fires in your business. I don't have any fires in my business almost ever. Um, It's very rare that I would have a fire or like an emergency in my business. But if you have an employee who's full time, like that might be something you could say get this done today, please, 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 you know, something like that. But with a virtual assistant, This is usually a contract position. You don't want to set them up to have, you know, have to get things done that day or even the next day, right? You want to give them ample time as much as you possibly can. My virtual assistant and I are currently working together like a few weeks (laughs) in advance. So as an example, she's helping me. One of the things she helps me do is to schedule this podcast and schedule an email that goes out to my email list telling them about this podcast. We're working like three or four weeks ahead of schedule. So I never have to be like, please, please like drop everything you're doing and, and, you know, schedule this podcast or schedule this email. I never do that. So I highly recommend 
before you even hire anybody, set your expectations and make them, you know, organize them in a way that there are no fires, there's no emergencies in your business. The next thing you might want to consider, you don't always have to do this um, because it's not a full-time employee or, you know, even a part-time employee. It's typically a contract position, but you may want to consider writing down a job description. Um, You don't have to be too formal with this the way that they are in the corporate world. I've read some job descriptions that are so formal sounding. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what this job is because it makes no sense. It's way too formal. But your the list of tasks that you created and the checklist that you created, you know, all of those things, the training videos that you made will give you a really clear picture as to what this job is. And you can write those things in a very informal job description that you can post and, you know, or like pass around to people in your industry asking for recommendations, say, this is the job. Do you know anybody that would, you know, suit this, uh, be, be really good for this position? You can post it on some of the job sites. You can post it in, you know, if you're in um, a community of people that have all been certified by the same company, if you are like a coach like me or something like that, you can ask people there. The next thing you want to do once you start to um, schedule interviews, and I do recommend that you interview a few people, at least three people before you make your decision, you want to make sure that this person or the people, because you might be hiring an agency, are a good fit like with your values, right? You want to make sure that they can do quality work, but they also value very similar things. They value not working under fires. They value no emergencies. They value organization or honesty, ethics, like that sort of thing. Whatever your values are, you want to make sure this person is kind of in line with that, especially if they're going to be talking to your clients or doing any sort of customer service. You want to make sure that, you know, this person is going to be representing your company and your vibe and everything in a very similar way. So conduct your interviews, make your decision, and I highly recommend that you and your virtual assistant have a contract that it's very, um, you know, spells out those expectations and the things that they're going to be doing for you, spells out how the payment is going to work. Is it going to be, you know, a weekly payment? Is it going to be a monthly payment? Are you going to be able to pay via credit card? That sort of thing. So a contract payment, once that's done, I recommend going back to that list that you have of all of the logins and passwords and writing down who has access to what. So you hire your virtual assistant, you want to either set up an email with your website on it. Like mine is, my email is andrea at andreascalisi.com. So if I hired a virtual assistant who needs um, an email from my company, would it be like admin at andreascalisi.com? Like what would that be for you? Or can they just use their own regular email if they're not going to be talking to clients? Get that email 
and give them the access that they need and also write in that login and password spreadsheet or Google Doc or whatever it is, who has access to what. It's very important for you to keep track of the information of who has access to things in your business because like we said before, if at some point you need to offboard someone or onboard someone else, you want to know all of that information in one place. Okay. The next thing you want to do is figure out how you and your virtual assistant are going to communicate. Where are you going to be communicating and how often? So my virtual assistant and I have a Slack channel inside my company's Slack system and we communicate there. She has told me very clearly that she'll check it twice a day. She'll check our Slack channel twice a day and that is all we need. We've been communicating there in Slack for the, for the few months we've been working together and it's worked out really nicely. Okay. Now the next, there's two more things I want to talk about here, (laughs) but the next thing is kind of setting your expectations for the first couple of weeks or months that you work with your virtual assistant. I want you to really consider this as a training period. So 90 days is the, the amount of time that I would look at depending on how difficult or easy the tasks are that this person is doing, right? 90 days is their training period. You want to give them time to understand your expectations, your business, your checklist, to really get good at the things that you trained them on in those videos. Like somebody doesn't watch a video once and automatically know exactly what to do step by step. They may need to watch those videos several times as they're doing a task, you know, and over the 90 day period, they'll really get good at it if it's something that they're consistently doing. So set your expectations to have at least a 90 day training period with this person. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about here might be the most important thing. (laughs) It might be the most important thing, quite possibly, is treating your virtual assistant with respect. This is a trusted partner in your business, essentially. Not like, um, you know, a partner in terms of legally, but they are a trusted partner in your business. You want them to enjoy working for you. Enjoy the tasks they're doing. They, you want them to be able to ask questions if questions arise. So treat your virtual assistant with respect. And I know that really goes without saying, but I have definitely seen some things throughout my the course of my life and the course of my business and the course of my, I don't know, corporate world experience. There are some things out there that are not so good. So just treat that person with respect, like a trusted partner in your business. And one of the ways you can do that is, you know, if they're doing something, if they're like taking one of your tasks, one of the things on your checklist, they're watching the training video, they're doing it. And it's not like your level of quality. You're not liking their work. You don't think that they did a good job. Give them honest feedback without any drama, right? We don't want to like pinpoint, 
or like point our finger at a person and say like, you're a bad person, your work is not good or something like that. It's not about that. It's about giving them honest and constructive feedback so they can go and do better, right? A trusted partner, someone that you're treating with respect is somebody that you want to help get better. So it's really important to give constructive feedback if you start to feel like, you know, their work is not up to the quality that you would like it to be. Just tell them, talk to them, have a conversation. They are a person, you know, chances are they want to do good work. (laughs) Most people want to do good work. So give them that opportunity to correct things and to Um, improve their quality and get better at what they're doing. If it's just not a fit, and if you feel like it's just not a fit, of course, you're going to have that conversation with them as well. There comes a time when if it's just not working out, you do need to have that conversation. And you can also approach that conversation with respect as well. Does not have to be anything bad about that person or their work or any of that. It could just literally be, you know, this is not a fit for me. This is not working out. But hopefully it will work out because hiring a virtual assistant, having them in your business, helping you with things um, will give you the ability to grow your business the way that you want to. You can continuously give them more tasks Um, so if you start to notice your business is growing and there's more and more you can give them because they're doing such a great job, add to that checklist, add training videos, talk to them in Slack or wherever you communicate with them and get them going with more things. That's great, right? That's a sign of growth in your business. And that's one of the reasons we hire a virtual assistant, right? Not only to help us with the immediate day to day, but also to help us like free up our time to take on more clients or grow our businesses or create a program that could help us kind of change our business model to help more people. Whatever your reasoning is, these are the steps that I recommend when you are thinking about and starting to prepare for hiring a virtual assistant in your business. I have really enjoyed my time working with my virtual assistant. And, you know, I'm in the process right now of thinking through more things that I could give to her to take off my plate. So I have really simplified my business down to bare bones, (laughs) bare minimum, but doing the things that I really love doing and getting my clients the best results while also getting them responses and replies within a really good period of time, like within 24 to 48 hours. So I have already done a lot of work in my business, but there's more that I want to do. And having her there with me as a trusted partner, you know, I know that I can continue to grow my business and have the help and support that I need. And this is exactly what I want for you too. If you're in the part of your business where you're ready to hire someone and, or just starting to think about hiring someone. So that's it. That is it in a nutshell, how to prepare your business to hire a virtual assistant. I hope you found this helpful. Um, 
And that's pretty much it for today. I'll talk to you next week on the podcast. Take care. One last thing before you go. I want to invite you to take a minute and download my free training, Simple Shifts. In this training, you'll learn a mix of simple scheduling and mindset shifts you can make to get on the roadmap to finally achieving work-life balance. To get my free training, go to andreasgalisi.com forward slash simple dash shifts. The link is in the show notes as well. I hope this free training is all you need to find your balance. Have an awesome week. Take care.